0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Blue Line Breakdown. This is episode four, and as always, I'm your co-host Jace. I'm joined by Alex and Harrison, and we are going to just uh, get right into it this week. Obviously, we're going to review five big games, preview five more games, do the Blue Line Pick'em, do a little bit of news. There's really not that much news that happened this past week at all, um, but we'll touch on a few things. And then... uh, We'll get into our next top 10 segment, which will be our top 10 home jerseys for the 2022-2023 season. And yeah, that should be the episode. So uh, we'll get right into it. And yeah. I'll hand it off to Alex for the first game that we're going to review from this past week.
1: Yeah, so Thursday, March 16th, the Canadians paid a visit. To Florida in Sunrise um, and it was a 9-5 Panthers W absolutely insane game um, the Habs goalie Sam Montembeau, uh was well both goalies were awful but Montembo was horrible same with Allen uh, Montembo had an 875 save percentage Allen had a 667 and there was just goals after goals. Uh, I believe that was the highest score in first period in NHL history, if I am not mistaken. Let me just get it right. The score going into the second period was 7-3, Florida. Uh, so, obviously, goaltending non-existent. What do you guys
2: think?
3: Yeah, that was – how? That he let in seven goals in one period. <laughs> Go up and ask him. You're on the team.
2: <laughs> yeah, I must Yeah, start. that
3: was Yeah, that was, that was pretty
0: bad. I remember just just uh checking my phone and checking the scores and it was like halves were up seven three with like six minutes left in the first. And I was like, what the hell? And I turned on the game, I was like, <laughs> I need to watch this. This could be like a historically high scoring game. And it did settle down a bit after that, but still a nine five final mm-hmm. was pretty crazy. Yeah.
1: That's about it for that game. though. I think it was just the high scoring looks... affair that caught everybody's eyes, but
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, not too much players. Harrison would take it away.
3: There, but... Yeah. Yeah. So our, our next one comes on Saturday, March 18th. We got the Canes taking part in the game in Philadelphia against the Flyers. It was a 5 4 Hurricanes win in OT after being down 3 1. And flyers went up four three with the canes tying it with under a second to go, and Aho getting the hat trick in no OT. What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, that was a uh, that was a pretty that would be a pretty amazing game to be at or to watch. Like uh, just back and forth, hurricanes up three one, then flyers score three straight, then they're up, then just tied it under a second, then. Aho with already two in the in the game scored a nasty goal in overtime to get the hat trick. Um, pretty mm-hmm. thrilling there. Kind of sucks for the Flyers. Like they had the lead, they came back, and they they lost it with. They were a second away from victory, but uh, they ended up losing the game. But still, fantastic game if you're a fan to watch.
4: Helps him in the bedrock.
1: Yeah, chase, you summed it up. Yeah, yeah, that helps them out a little bit. I don't know, you summed it up pretty good there, Jace. Um, Harrison, you got anything else? But I think that's it.
0: Yeah, I pretty much said it all there. Cool, so uh, yeah, I'll take us to the next one. Um, we're, the next one was uh, happened on Sunday, the 19th. Predators went into New York to face the Rangers, and the Rangers ended up winning that one 7-0. Um, they scored six in the uh, the first period. And then they got one, I believe, in the second, and then kind of quieted down after that. But Predators, they couldn't even get one. Um, they only finished with twenty-two shots on goal. Um, yeah, the Rangers the night, the day before too, on Saturday they beat the Penguins six nothing. So they won six nothing and seven nothing on back-to-back mm-hmm. days, which is pretty crazy. Um, what do you guys think of the Rangers in that game or the Predators? I'm glad I was not able to watch that game.
3: Oh, my God, dude. That is six goals in the first. Jeez. I I had a blue line pick him for that game, too. I said Tommy Novak would score. And obviously that didn't happen. So (laughs) not even close. But, yeah, that's – yeah, not good. Not good at all. What about you, Alex?
2: I don't know. That's
1: pretty much summed it up pretty good there. I mean, it just kind of helps out the the Rangers – uh, not only their playoff odds, but securing home ice, hopefully. Um, that's about it, though. So we will get into the next one here. Uh, Tuesday, March 21st, we had the Blue Jackets visiting the Capitals. It was a 7-6 Blue Jackets overtime W. Uh, the Blue Jackets started down 3-0. They came back multiple times throughout the game. Tied it at 6 with under a minute to go. And Jack Roslevic, the... Columbus native wins it in overtime. You guys got some thoughts?
0: You can go, Harrison. You want?
3: Uh, not really much besides not really a good showing for goalies, I guess. Seven six is never really a good sign for goalies, but still, both mm-hmm. under forty shots. Oof, Capitals needed that game for helping them get into the playoffs, but that's it's pretty much end of them, end of the road for them, as what they're. Yeah, six points back of the Penguins right now, but an extra
0: game played, so it's pretty much end of the story for them. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah that, that game was pretty crazy. It was obviously three nothing, then three one, three two, and then Capitals went up four two, then Jackets made a four three, then Caps went up five three, then it was five four, and then tied at five. Bemstrom tied it, then Caps went up again six five, then they tied it at six. It's just Jackets were playing from behind all game. They never had the lead until they won it in overtime. So pretty crazy win if you're a Jackets fan. And if you're a Capitals fan, you gotta be pulling your hair out on that one, having the lead multiple times and choking it away like that, especially mean that extra point to uh stay within the playoff hunt. But for a fan perspective, crazy entertaining game. Seven six overtime. Don't see that too often.
4: hmm Some did
2: I'm
0: pretty
3: yeah, take it away. Uh, Yeah, our last one here that we're going over is the one that happened last night. I had the privilege of being there. It was Coyotes at the Oilers, which resulted in a big Oilers dub in overtime. The story was McDavid getting his 60th goal in 72 games with also just Dry getting four assists. But yeah, it was, it was wicked. The atmosphere was pretty crazy,
0: <clears throat> what do you guys think?
3: Jace, you take it
1: away. You're the Oilers fan.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was a 4-3 win for the Oilers. And, again, they were kind of playing from behind most of the night. They got the first goal, but then Arizona tied it, then took the lead, then Edmonton tied it, then Arizona took the lead again, then Edmonton tied it again. Nuge got the other two goals for Edmonton, and Keller also got two for Coyotes. He's been on a heater recently. But, uh, yeah, another thrilling game. And for McDavid to hit 60 <clears> – <throat> In overtime, um, assist from Drysaddle. dry has had an amazing game that uh, that that game, and um, pretty historic that we're getting to witness McDavid just just have a unreal season year after year, just just setting new personal bests, and obviously hit sixty goals. And he's not done yet. There's still ten games left, so exciting to see how uh, what he finishes mm-hmm. the season with.
1: Just want to highlight Nuge, too. Nuge had a fantastic game. Um, obviously, we all watched that one, but um, Dreisaitl, four assists. The two passes in overtime, too. Just mm-hmm. gorgeous. Money. Um, do you guys think David hit 70? I think we brought this up a little bit ago on the podcast, but do you guys think he hits 70 with 10 games
3: left? Unfortunately, I don't think he does, but it would be – can also if he does, but I don't think he will. I say he gets just, just a bit short 67, 68, probably. It's my pick.
0: What you, yeah, as much as I want him to, um, I kind of agree with you, Harrison. He'll get um, between 65 and 70, <clears throat> if I had to guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I
1: think he's going to come just short. I think my prediction a little while ago was 69. I think I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Go 69, but he can absolutely do it if he wants to which is pretty neat um with that being said uh shall we move on to the big games for this upcoming week fellows
0: yeah so uh the first one that we have here it's on saturday march 25th it's a obviously big metropolitan game here we got the capitals in pittsburgh take on the penguins um obviously it's going to be Ovechkin versus Crosby which even though they're at the tail end of their careers it's always a good good battle to see those two go at it and they're both fighting for a wild card like Pittsburgh has wild card two right now but they they need to keep winning in order to hold it and one of the teams chasing them is Washington who's uh, only six points behind Pittsburgh so it's a big game for both teams trying to Fight for that uh, those wild card spots, and I'm sure Ovechkin and Crosby and the whole team's really will bring their A game for that one. Especially mm-hmm. considering the it kind of got a bit of a rivalry going on. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think about that one?
1: For the Penguins, you gotta really hope for a win. Um, you need those points, especially with how tight the Eastern wild card is right now. Um, Florida is just a point behind, and then it's Washington, who's six points behind. The Penguins at 80 points on the season at the time of recording this. So Penguins really need those two points. Um, I don't think it's the Capitals' year uh, this year to make the playoffs. Uh, With that being said, Harrison, what do you think?
3: Yeah, Jace, like you mentioned, the rivalry between these two teams and Crosby and Ovi, obviously it's not as – heated as it used to be, but they're obviously still not slowing down as Ovi just passed Gretzky for that record. What record was it? 13 or 14 seasons as 40-plus goals? Yeah. just crazy. Yeah. And Crosby had a beautiful goal last night at backhander, which was... Oh,
2: man, that was something. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Not much else, cool. else to say about um, that one other than Pittsburgh needs that one.
2: Yeah.
1: We'll All right, on. let's move on here. So... Saturday, March 25th, same night. uh, We have the Golden Knights visiting the Oilers. This is a massive Pacific Division battle. Uh, Four points currently separate. uh, The first in the Pacific, Vegas, and third, Edmonton. Uh, uh, Vegas does play Calgary tonight, Thursday, March 23rd. So we'll see if uh, Vegas can pull that out or if Calgary can do any favors for Edmonton. But what do you guys think?
0: Um, it's yeah, like you said, big big implications here for the top three in the Pacific. Um this is the first of two matchups for the rest of the season between Edmonton and Vegas. And then the team that sits between them is LA and Edmonton plays LA two more times and Vegas plays LA one more time. So right now Vegas is one, LA's two, Edmonton's three, but they each play each other numerous times to finish out the season, so things could change. I could see any of those three teams finishing in any order of the top three, and Seattle's not really far mm-hmm. behind, so um, it's nope. definitely not set in stone the Pacific. Um, it'll be fun to see how things shake up. Um, and yeah, this game is probably the first one with the big playoff implications and home ice for the Pacific Division.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's huge. Yeah. like four point four point games coming up, which is basically stealing two points from the other team. That's I'd love to go watch that game, but unfortunately, tickets are like two hundred fifty pieces, two hundred fifty bucks a piece for the four seats in the house. So that's kind of meh. But we'll see. Just just as good with Jack Michaels, he makes it entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Seattle uh,
1: two point or two games in hand. Sorry, on Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton currently has ninety points. Seattle eighty five. So Seattle could come within one point uh, of the Oilers. So that's just how close the Pacific is, nonetheless, the West. Um, But I think that wraps
3: it up pretty good. Harrison, do you want to take us on to the next game? Yeah, the next game we got is next day on Monday, March 27th. We got Panthers hosting a visit to the Ottawa Senators, which means the Panthers are attempting to sneak into the wildcard spot with a struggling Atlantic division, which is surprising. And, uh, yeah, they're only one point out. So let's see if they can get it done. What do you guys think?
1: Um, Panthers, yeah. Uh, they're just one point behind uh, Penguin, the Penguins for the second wild card spot right now. So, um, if you're a Panthers fan, you really need this win, especially against these struggling Senators. Who, as of a couple weeks ago, you thought maybe they could sneak in, it would be a good story, but. They've really fallen off here. So um, if you're the Panthers, you really got to capitalize on a game like this. And uh, Jace, do
0: you got any thoughts? Um, Not too much else to add. You guys said it pretty good. But uh, yeah, um, Panthers fans know how big of a game every game the rest of the <laughs> season is. And the Sens, they were, they were playoff hopefuls. They are making a push, but uh, they haven't been winning too much as of late, so. They still have a chance, but it's definitely dwindling. So for them, they need this win yeah. if they have any hope to uh, get back in the in the hunt with time running out here with only around 10 games left in the season or so. Mm. But uh, I think that wraps that game up pretty well. Pretty big one there and uh, brings us to the next one. Uh, also Monday, the 27th, the Devils will be in Long Island to take on the Islanders. Uh, it's a metro, metropolitan division battle here. Um, the Islanders are currently in a wildcard spot, and they're trying to maintain that and um, hold that playoff spot, make sure they make it into the playoffs. And for the Devils, they are looking to um, keep the home ice advantage that they have right now. They're six points up on the Rangers, but uh, they they need to keep winning if they uh, they want to secure that home ice for round one in that Metropolitan 2 spot, and they're only two points back at Carolina, but Carolina does have two games in hand on them, so they could, in theory, catch Carolina, but um, I wouldn't say it's likely. Um, Both teams, they need a... looking for a big win here. What do you guys think?
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, it's a huge game, obviously. The Devils... Islanders. Carolina's just holding on, obviously, with the loss of Sveshnikov, which is going to be huge, but we'll see what happens. It's almost <clears> playoff <throat> time, and the, both those atmospheres in playoff time is going to be crazy, as you know, mm-hmm. are insane. So, yeah. I might tune into that one for sure.
1: Yeah, that'll be a good one. Both teams, they really need those dubs. Uh, obviously, the Devils, they are pulling away from the Rangers, which uh, I guess that's a good thing. Six points currently between them, so Devils looking up to uh, looking to lock home ice, and yeah, that sums that up pretty good. So um, the last game we'll preview here is Tuesday, March twenty eighth. Uh, we have the Lightning visiting the Hurricanes. So this is a Eastern Conference powerhouse. Both teams are. Uh, looking to battle it out and both teams are looking for home ice in the playoffs hurricanes obviously they should get home ice it would be a massive shocker i think uh if they don't secure home ice they are eight points up on the third place uh rangers in the metro so um they should lock that up pretty nice and then tampa is only three points behind uh toronto right now third in the atlantic so pretty close all around. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts?
3: Yeah, like you said about home ice for Carolina that's huge as Carolina's fans are crazy as well as those so if to have just that extra game round would be just that could change the whole series right there going into the playoffs mm-hmm. so that's that'll be a huge game and for Tampa too, they they've got some pretty rowdy fans, but it's gonna be tough for them if they have to well, obviously they will be playing Toronto, but in Toronto, Toronto's gonna lose anyways, though, so he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah,
0: set in stone. Game seven. Jace,
1: you got any thoughts?
0: Okay. Um, oh, I really? So. You guys, you guys said it uh, pretty good. Uh, Tampa, obviously looking to catch Toronto for that number two, even though Toronto's three points up with two games in hand, they could still do it. And uh, yeah, Carolina, I believe we'll we're gonna we'll talk about it a bit later, but they're extremely close to just clinching a playoff spot so now for them it's get every win mm-hmm. they can to just make sure that they have home ice and if they win their division then they have home ice for the first two rounds at least of the playoffs which is uh which is pretty big because we all know that the uh the storm surge is uh gets pretty rowdy in the playoffs so yeah yeah um that basically sums up the review and the preview so now i think we'll get into one of our favorite parts, the Blue Line Pick'em. And um, I'll pass it off to Alex to review his picks from last week.
2: Yes, sir. Okay. So,
1: again, not my week, but uh, we'll go through my picks again. Uh, so, uh, last Thursday, I had Chandler Stevenson scoring against the Flames. He did not. I had Jack of Verona making his return to the Capitals in a St. Louis uniform. He did not score. I had Max Domi against the Flames that Saturday night. He did not score as well. Sunday night, I had Kuzmenko against the Ducks. He did not score. Uh, Giroux at the Penguins Monday night. He did not score. But Mike Matheson, the legend out of uh, Montreal this season, he scored against the Lightning at home, which is pretty nice. And then my last pick, I had Nurse against the Coyotes. And big shocker, Nurse did not score. So only got one. Right on the week, uh,
0: Harrison, do you want to take over here? I want to yeah. say real quick that uh, that Mike, Mike Matheson pick, that was probably your least likely to score out of all of them. And,
4: of course, he's
0: the one <laughs> that I was does just
3: going to say, literally. Yeah. You picked the nurse one just one game too late because he scored a couple nights earlier, which is lucky. Oh, I know. Way of the road. Oh, well. but yeah, for mine, I had – starting off on the Thursday, I had points <clears> scoring <throat> – in New Jersey, he did not score. I had Tuck scoring in Philly. I made that terrible pun last time that he's going to tuck one in the back of that, and it obviously didn't happen. Uh, I'm Keller... glad you did not score that one. Based on that. I had Keller scoring in, or against Chicago, and he did score. So that helped me big time. So that tied it up at one right there. I had, okay, this one's pretty bad. I had Tommy Novak scoring. in <laughs> New York and obviously that we all know the story about that one uh, and then for my first defenseman pick I had Montour scoring in Detroit didn't happen and then I went with my safe pick taking Ovi scoring at home and that one put me up 2-1 so that was good and then I had my last pick Bouchard against Arizona and nothing from him what about you Jace hit the post too he was close did, Bouchard was did, very
0: close uh, <laughs> i about that yeah, my picks are similar to Alex's. Uh, that Thursday night, I picked Kempe to score <clears throat> against Columbus. And LA did win 4-1, but Kempe didn't end up scoring. Uh, Friday, I picked Rasmus Dalin against Philly. Sabres only got two goals, both by Oliphson, so Dahlin didn't score. Saturday, I picked Matthews to score against Ottawa. And the Leafs did score four goals and one in the shootout, but Matthews did not score um, somehow because he's just gone kind of colder this season so I shouldn't have picked him but who I should have picked was Brandon Hagel because he got a hat trick Saturday but of course I pick him Sunday, the day after he gets his hat trick and he doesn't score in <laughs> Jersey. and then Monday I just went with a defenseman I picked, <laughs> I picked Seth Jones against Colorado because he's he scored a decent amount recently but of course Blackhawks, they got shut out 5-0 against Colorado um, Tuesday, I picked TJ Oshie against Columbus, and it was that crazy seven six game, and he did score, so I got one right. And then Wednesday, I picked uh, Nick Bukestad to score against his former team in Arizona, and he didn't score, so I only got one right, same as Alex. So your winner for week three is Harrison. He wins two. He got two right. Me, and Alex, only got one. So congrats to Harrison. Let's go.
3: Next week Let's is mine. It's coming. You week. said that last week
2: and week 4. I will week... say
1: it every week. I will say it every week until it happens. Um you guys ready to get into it though? Week 4. Let's yeah. Do it. Okay, so tonight Thursday, March 23rd, I have Quinn Hughes scoring against the Sharks, so my first defenseman out of the way. Um then tomorrow, Friday, March 24th, I have Samuel Girard against the Coyotes very underrated defenseman for the Colorado Avalanche. So my two defensemen out of the out of the way early, and then Saturday I have Warren Fogle, uh, thanks to Jace scoring against the Golden Knights, who has he has low key been on a heater this season. Uh, definitely deserves, in my opinion, that top six role instead of Yamamoto, but that's a discussion for a different day. Um, so Sunday I have Kevin Fiala scoring against the Blues, who has also been rock solid for the uh, the Kings this season. Uh, Monday, I have Clayton Keller scoring against the Oilers, just like he did last night, twice. Um, So hopefully that comes true. Tuesday, I have Jake Gensel against the Red Wings. Um, So another Penguins player who has been lighting it up once again this season. Very underrated throughout the league. And my last pick is Brock Nelson against the Capitals. So I'm feeling pretty good this week, honestly. You're coming home with zero this week.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> the oh first person God. ever gets okay. zero.
1: It's
3: coming. It's coming. No,
1: no. If it does.
4: <laughs> yeah, Hopefully, I don't get guys. karma
3: for that one. But yeah. It, on to mine. Okay. Moving on to mine for <laughs> Thursday night, I'm taking Mitch Marner in Florida. He's got three goals in his last three games, which goal in each of his last three. He's only fourth on the Leafs for scoring, but I'm pretty confident that he will score tonight. Keep the heater going. And for Friday, I took Krill Marchenko against the Islanders. He's got two goals in the last five, but there's this weird pattern that I noticed. He's got no goal and then a goal and then no goal and then a goal and, then no goal and then no goal. So he's due to score again tomorrow night. It's going to happen, but probably not. Okay, my luck. okay buddy. Oh, okay. it's probably not going to happen. Though. We'll see. We'll see. Uh <laughs> And then Saturday, I take my first defenseman. I'm taking Vince Dunn to score in Nashville, because it'd be such a Nashville thing to do to let defensemen score. But it's actually he hasn't been too bad this year. He's uh, he's got 13 goals on the year as a defenseman, so no, he hasn't been too bad for the for the Kraken. Uh, on Sunday, I take my second and last defenseman, Hampus Lindholm in Carolina. Uh, he's got two goals in his last five, surprisingly, and he leads. Bruins' D-man with 10 on the season. So I'm you know, feeling all right about that one. And Monday night, I've got this guy who's been on a heater recently, Matthew Boldy against Seattle. He's got five goals in his last five, including a hat trick. So he's been turning it up quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, that one, pretty good pick. Uh, Tuesday, I've got Aitman Kempe scoring in Calgary got two goals against them in his last game. So I feel like he'll turn it up again because LH likes to eat against Calgary. <clears throat> Everyone likes to eat against Calgary this year. Mm-hmm. Screw Calgary. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, for my last pick on Wednesday, it's a little bit of a meme pick. We've got Cal Clutterbuck scoring in Washington. He scored two goals last game against the Leafs. Only four on the season, but it would be pretty funny if that one, if that one pulls through.
1: That is outrageous. Cal okay. Clutterbuck.
3: Cal Clutterbuck.
1: That
0: is
3: if he scores, easy. we'll just give you the win. If he scores, I'm, I'm saying this right now. If he scores, I will buy a Cal Clutterbuck jersey. <laughs> you clip this. I don't care. I will buy his jersey. <laughs> Authentic. <laughs> I will. Shake it on. Virtual shake. We'll
0: see about that. <laughs> All right. And for my picks... For tonight, Thursday, I went with the guy making his return off of a pretty scary injury, John Carlson. Um, he played 30 games this year before getting hurt, and he did score eight goals, so not too bad for a defenseman. For my Friday pick, I went with one of the best goal scorers in the league this year, Nico Rantanen against Arizona. He has 47 goals on the year. He's probably going to hit 57 in a great season. Uh, for my Saturday pick, I went with from the New Jersey Devils, Nico Heischer. He's also having a pretty good season. He's at 67 points, 30 goals. Uh, they're playing Ottawa on Saturday, so that's uh, obviously a pretty big game for them. For my Sunday pick, I went with a St. Louis Blue. I went Jordan Cairo against LA. He has 31 goals on the year. He hasn't scored um, his last two games, but uh, maybe he can get one against LA that That day on Sunday, for my Monday pick, I went with a Buffalo Sabre against Montreal, Alex Tuck. He also has 30 goals on the year, but he hasn't scored um, since the 13th, so he's due. Maybe he can get one against Montreal. Tuesday, I took my second defenseman, a Dallas star. I went with Miro Haskinen. Um, He has 61 points on the year and 11 goals, so he's having a really good season for Dallas. Um. And yeah, maybe you can get one against the struggling or the, I guess they're not struggling. They're just really bad. Chicago Blackhawks. And Wednesday, my la- uh, last pick, I went with Minnesota Wild forward Matt Zuccarello. He's got twenty two goals on the year, so not crazy amount, but still he's a twenty goal scorer and he has forty one assists. So see if he can score that night, uh, for me. And yeah, those are our picks for the for this upcoming week, for the blue end, pick him. We'll see what happens. Cool. <clears throat> I'm
1: a I will come rest- home with a dub. No, oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, I'm stopping you right there. Okay.
3: This guy's got zero dubs. Be like- <laughs> yeah,
1: about to be my first. <laughs> you know what? And if I don't win, you will be the second person to get zero correct. After okay. I do it in the same week. Okay. After I do it in the same week. Anyways, uh, shall we do some <laughs> some news, the limited news, uh, out of the National Hockey League this week?
3: Let's do it. Cool. Harrison, start us off. Uh, yeah, this, this one took, I think, a lot of people, a lot of hockey fans by surprise, unfortunately, which was Fanatics taking over Adidas in 2024-25 as a new NHL jersey provider, which hurts me as a jersey collector because I'm not really the biggest fan of the quality of Fanatics jerseys, but I don't know. I guess we'll see what they can do. What do you guys think?
1: I think that's awful. Honestly, I don't know how... If you're the National Hockey League, that is quite possibly the worst manufacturer you could have gone with Yeah. for the jerseys. Um I don't I don't understand that at all. That's it's pretty embarrassing. But Jace, what do you think?
0: Um, I will say that uh, initially it doesn't like. I'm not a fan because obviously the jerseys that Fanatics puts out right now just for fans to buy their replicas and they're not nearly as high quality as the Adidas ones. Um but if Fanatics is going to actually make jerseys for NHL players i would at least hope that they up their quality like yeah there's no way they can put the the quality of jerseys that they sell as the replicas to fans this that same quality on the the backs of the entire NHL mm-hmm. like they would you got to assume maybe not they won't be as good as Adidas quality but you got to assume that they'll at least be a little better than what they yeah now. exactly
2: yeah so for those uh, who yeah,
1: sorry. You finish up there, Jace.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say like it's it's not looking good right now, but um, I'm just hoping that they that they increase their quality. That's that's all I guess yeah. we can hope for right now.
4: Yeah, I was
3: yeah. I was hoping they'd go with maybe CCM because CCM's the jersey provider for the CHL, and they the jerseys there actually mm-hmm. like they're pretty sick. I can't even lie. But even Nike would have been cool. But I've read that they're trying kind to. Of stay away from hockey nowadays, which is kind of frustrating. It's kinda of weird. Yeah. Oh well. I thought CCM would have been the number one, but oh well. What yeah. You do? yeah based that... on the
1: on the current fanatics quality, like uh for those who don't know, we're all jersey collectors, I'd say. So uh having a few Fanatics jerseys in my collection, I they're like the material is just so much, it captures so much more heat compared to the Adidas. It does. It does. If you if you actually supply those for the like NHL players out on the ice, they'd be cooking, man. Like you think they oh, sweat God. so much it already, is. it'd be like times four. Like it, it would be awful. I don't know. I agree with Jace though. Like you you can't put out that same quality. That would that'd be ridiculous. I think it's good to know. As well, that they signed it. It's a 10 year um, contract agreement. So it won't kick in next season, but the season after. So one more year of Adidas. Yeah. One more year of (laughs) Adidas jerseys. And then hopefully they all go on sale pretty cheap and everybody can pick some up uh, before Fanatics kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Bauer um, still produced them and then they announced they were going over to Adidas and Adidas eventually. Released all their jerseys. Bauer jerseys were like sixty bucks. The Reebok. They're a really good deal. Or sorry, yeah, not Bauer. What am I thinking? Reebok. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I was thinking Bauer. Yeah, Reebok jerseys. They were like sixty bucks. So, I don't know.
3: And they're actually pretty good too. Reebok isn't bad. Like they're actually stitched. Like Fanatics, they it's just heat pressed numbers, and it's just, they just start to peel pretty easy. And they can't even get the last names right. I've seen so many photos, like that Bedard photo. It's like weird. <laughs> something yeah i saw like the a citizen's jersey was upside down like what dude that is ridiculous. Oh, man. did you see even like
1: the hat um there was a jets hat where the logo was just flipped upside down
4: yes
3: that's crazy
0: that's absurd that
3: new york islanders shirt that was a rangers logo like how do they even set <laughs> up like dude last one oh, that
1: i saw um it was the the devil's jersey it was the hughes jersey And then it had Hesher's number 13 on the arms. That's, I don't know. You see the
3: Spurgeon one, too, where it was like Spurgeno, and he actually signed it Spurgeno on the number? Yeah,
1: that's pretty funny. (laughs) Anyways, shall we move on, I guess?
2: Yeah. All
0: right, so the next part that we're going to get into is the Ducks and Blackhawks. And Blue Jackets have all been eliminated from playoff contention. Kind of a quick point here. Um, but, yeah, all this past week, the three of those were eliminated, along with the Sharks, who were eliminated the week prior. So those four teams are probably in the front running for the Bedard sweepstakes at this point. Um, do you guys have any anything to add? Um, it's not really... Not really that yeah, groundbreaking, but would you guys rather have
3: the dark go to out of those three teams? Who would you guys pick? Out of those
1: three, yeah. uh, probably the Blue Jackets to go s- play with uh our buddy Corson, maybe.
3: That'd be pretty wicked,
1: but yeah, honestly, the Blue Jackets, I'd say, over Me the too, Ducks honestly. and the Blackhawks. I don't know.
0: I would say Chicago. What well, would you pick oh, DC okay. They play at least. Well, I watch Oilers games the most. The Blackhawks play Edmonton three times a year, so we get to see them more. But they're not in the Oilers division, and plus Chicago is, the or it's an original six team. It's the biggest market out of those three teams.
4: Yeah, would we'll probably make it happen.
0: <laughs> I feel like if maybe like out of the three teams, that's probably most likely like going to happen just for that reason. But
2: mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat>
0: Seeing them on the
1: docks too.
3: Yeah, yeah with freaking. Oh yeah, with McTavish and Zegris. and oh yeah. gosh, that would be that'd be terrifying. I can't even lie. They got a good future. Still mm-hmm. losing to the others though.
1: Unless we Kessler comes back and holds the pad, yeah. Worst um, call, one of
3: the
4: worst calls of time.
1: Anyways, you guys got any more comments, or shall we move on? All good. So uh, second last piece of news here. We have coming out of the Avalanche organization. Jared Bednar has extended through to the 2026-27 season. Um, He has been a fantastic coach for uh, the Avalanche. Obviously provided them with a cup last year. Um, What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I mean Jared Bednar, he's been their their coach for a while. He, he even was their coach when they had that miserable forty eight point season in sixteen seventeen, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that was so much his coaching as it was just the team wasn't ready yet. McKinnon hadn't had a breakout year yet, Rantanen, and they got McCarr that year. So, but with the roster that they have now, um, Bednar's just he's coached them to the top of the league. And multiple times through multiple playoff rounds into a cup last year. So um, why fix um, if it ain't broke? So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: if uh, he does stay to the end of that ten year, assuming he's not fired, which I doubt he will be, then he'll be their coach for, like, over 10 seasons, which is pretty crazy because you don't see that too often. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Coach stays with the team for a decade, but very likely could happen with him.
3: Yeah, like you mentioned, he was there for their their terrible season like few years ago, and it makes you think. Like with coaches that are on bad, are coaching bad teams and get fired, like does it make you think that they could they could maybe be a good coach if they had obviously a better team around them and they get fired just because they had a bad team? But yeah, I don't know. It makes you think how different NHL history yeah. could be. Well, uh, I
1: think Bednard shows that too, because I mean, yeah. Obviously, the team wasn't there in that miserable season, and then he carries them to the cup. Well, carries them is maybe a stretch, but brings them to the cup uh, last year. So, I don't know. All good to
3: move on here, though. Let's do it. So, for our our last piece of general news for this week, we got the day we're recording this. Actually, the Hurricanes have the chance to clinch playoff spot. The second playoff spot in that uh, East <laughs> bracket, and the second one overall. Actually, since Bruins are the only one, since they clinched actually like a while ago now. Just
4: mm-hmm.
2: Crazy,
0: but any thoughts? Um, not not really too much. Just uh, it was ine- inevitable. So. Um, yeah, after they're this number two team in the league, number two team to be able to clinch, and I think there's like three scenarios that they can clinch tonight, so I would be shocked if they don't. Um, but yeah, now it's just trying to play for home ice, like we said earlier, for the Hurricanes. Exactly.
1: Cool. Okay, shall we move on to the new segment this week? Yes. Cool. Okay, I'll start it off here. So we have this week the top 10 home jerseys this season so the 2022 23 season um maybe we'll branch out and do different jerseys reverse retro maybe uh in a different podcast but for this one we got the top 10 home jerseys so how do we want to do this again should we do um we all knock off 10 10 10 999 9, 9, go like that yeah
0: i think so do that
1: <clears throat> okay so start off with my number 10 pick. I do, I do want to give an honorable mention to the Boston Bruins who did not make my list, but I think that's the only honorable mention. In my opinion, I don't think any other home jerseys are even close to those 11, I guess, but my number 10 is the Seattle Kraken. And I don't know what it is about the Jersey. I think it's just kind of the Navy. It flows. The logo is obviously gorgeous. Um, and they steal the number 10 spot over the Boston Bruins in my list. So, Jace,
0: take it away. Yeah. Um, um, Kraken did not make my top 10, but they were <clears> just <throat> outside. Uh, they would be an honorable mention. The Kraken, Panthers, and Canadians would probably be my honorable mentions. Uh, but number 10, I had the Calgary Flames home jerseys. As much as I don't like the team, they do have a really nice home jersey. That red with the uh, the yellow and the white I think it just looks it looks really sharp, and it fits their their team pretty well. I like the red more than I liked the uh, their old black ones. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, 100%. yeah, that's uh, that's my number ten home jersey uh, for this season, and we'll pass it on to Harrison.
3: My number ten, I've got the exact same as Alex for this one. I've got the Kraken coming in at ten. It's just it's so beautiful. I love the way they implement the red too into the sleeves and the, the mm-hmm. anchors on the shoulders and the, just the S just all the colors go so well it's just I'm proud to be able to own that jersey even though it's really <laughs> a jersey it's
2: just it's beautiful.
1: beautiful I got the whole even if it may not be real that's okay Jordan, but number nine here I have the Calgary Flames uh, pretty much for the same reason Jace does I think they they look great on TV, um, and they just kind of flow nice. So, um, pretty much the same reason. And uh, Jace, take it away.
0: Yeah, um, flames are obviously great, and at my number nine, I had the uh, or I have the Colorado Avalanche home jerseys, just their burgundy with the blue. I do like their alternates a little bit more, but their home jerseys are like their basic home ones are still really nice. Um, I love the burgundy. And how it fits with that kind of lighter blue, and their logo just fits the jersey really well. And even the font that they use for like their uh, numbers and name, I think it it just it just fits really well together. Um, I feel like some people might not might not like the Avalanche jerseys, because um, the striping on the arms, like the underarm, is burgundy, but um, over the shoulder and down the arm is Blue, so it's a bit different in that regard. But I, I just think it looks really well when it's out, out on the ice, and uh, yeah, that's my number nine for my for the home jersey. So I'll pass it to Harrison. I like that pick because they've they've changed up
3: their jerseys recently, right? Because they changed up, like their helmets or something and their pants. They like
4: to yeah. be black
3: or something, and they went to blue. So yeah. I think it fits better that way for sure. But yes, for my number nine, I've got Buffalo Sabers coming in. They, they have switched their jerseys up a little bit recently and I like how they've implemented more yellow and the blue got a little bit lighter. I think that definitely helped them out a little bit and it it just it looks so clean. I love the light colors. It looks so good. It's just yeah, pretty much all I have to say about that one. It's just a beautiful jersey.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, with that being said, my number eight is also uh, the Buffalo Sabres uh, for the exact same reasons. I think um they're an old one they're old homes i think they're that's just not a good jersey i'm glad that they uh did the overhaul and the blue looks fantastic they're away as well is super nice so
4: yeah
0: um jace <laughs> it's kind of funny my number eight is also the buffalo sabers <laughs> no <really> like <laughs> touching on the sabers three times in a row but yeah they uh they didn't really change up the style of their old jerseys like the striping's the same they just the colors are so much more vibrant like before Mm -hmm. it was such a dark navy blue and the yellow was kind of like it wasn't a light yellow It was more of just like a darker yellow and it didn't really pop on the ice it looked kind of dreary and they also had the numbers on the front of their jerseys before
4: right oh my god i
0: love that um I just didn't like the look, but they cleaned it up. They took the numbers off. They made the blue lighter. They made the yellow lighter. And now when you see it on the ice, it's just so much really colorful and really vibrant, and um, their logo fits really well with it. And Yeah, I just, I just really like their home jerseys. But I will say I like their alternates with the goat head, the black and uh, mm-hmm. red. I like that one more. That is one of the nicest jerseys Beautiful. in the entire league. But we're just doing home jerseys, so, yeah, Buffalo's at number eight for me.
3: And yeah, for my number eight, I've got obviously not Buffalo since we just went over that three times in a row, but I've got Boston coming in. It's just original 16, my first original six team on the list. It's just a classic. Whenever you think of black and yellow, I guess you could think of Pittsburgh, but what comes to mind first is usually Boston, and they, they've had the same jersey forever. The logo is just perfect. And would say I'm a proud owner of a Milan Lucic Boston Bruins jersey. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: cool
1: okay uh starting off number seven on the countdown i have the chicago blackhawks obviously another original six team uh just a gorgeous jersey that really hasn't changed much over time and uh i'm glad they kept that logo because it looks fantastic not only on the jersey but also on the ice so that's my pick
0: yeah the those jerseys are really nice and i do have them on my list but not at my number 7, my number 7. I'm the only one I noticed to have this team in my top 10. But uh it is the new San Jose Sharks home jerseys. Um I just I've always really liked the color teal and I just I love the overhaul they did this year. How it's just more more teal and they added more stripes. They have the black and the white striping. Um I just I don't know, just something about teal for me really sp- I just really like it, and um, it looks better <clears throat> on the ice, especially when they have all their their helmets, gloves, pantshells, and socks. It's just all teal. Like I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. really yeah, unique together. to me, and it looks it looks really nice. So, uh, yeah, the sharks are my number seventeen.
3: I like that. Yeah, their jerseys are so clean. I like the update. I think they look better, a little bit better for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for my number seven, I've got our rivals from. Three hours down south I've got the Calgary Flames. I they're just they're so nice. I I hate the logo, obviously, but the colors <laughs> yellow and the red, they go so well together and they just look so good on the ice, unfortunately. I hate complimenting the flames, it hurts my heart, but they are such a beautiful, such a beautiful jersey. And like I think it was Jace said earlier, they like getting rid of the black was such a good idea. And yeah, it looks so much better
2: mm-hmm cool
1: okay kicking off number six i have quite a bit lower than you guys actually the new york rangers so another um when you recognize this jersey it's just it's gorgeous um the rangers with their their uh watermark and all that is uh just a an icon of a jersey really so um Maybe a little bit low on my list, looking at it. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I could put it above anybody else, which we will get to later, but um yeah, my number six is the New York Rangers.
0: Yeah, the Rangers are are super nice. Um, my number six, you had them at seven, Alex, but I have them at six Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I think everyone likes the Blackhawks jerseys. No, I, there's really no reason to hate them. They're just classic. They're just clean just the red with the white and black stripes on the sleeves and at the bottom, the, uh, the font for the, the numbers is really nice. It's kind of, it's, it's just really appealing to the eye in the Jersey and their logo just finishes it all up perfectly. And then the shoulder patches obviously with the C, the, I don't even know what those green things are going through the C, but it's just, it's just a classic look. Like, um, I don't think there's any reason to ever change the the look of the Blackhawks home jersey with the red. Um, yeah, that's my number, <clears throat> my number six.
3: I could probably say I 100 percent agree with that because I have it as my sixth seat as well. Because it's just yeah, like you said, you pretty much said it all. I can't really really touch more on it other than like, growing up we had that same logo as our minor hockey team, so. It was just it boated, It was just such a cool logo, all the colors, and on the red too with the stripes. It's just it goes so well on the ice, and that's, it should never change, never ever change it. It's too perfect. Yeah. Cool.
1: Okay, number five. I have the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, pretty much for the same reason Jace does. I think their their jersey it just flows really nice. Um, it's pretty unique type of jersey the way that the the striping is and the the logo is just it makes the entire Jersey worthwhile. So my number five is the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche.
0: Yeah. Great Jersey. Um, my number five is uh my favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I feel like some people aren't as high in the jerseys, but if you're an Oilers fan, I think like these jerseys just look so clean and they're so classic. Like, this is the the jersey that they wore when they first came into the league, and then they kind of went through some phases of switching it up with like copper and and darker navy. But I think the royal blue and orange just it's just simple. It looks really clean on the ice, way better than their orange jerseys that they had with Adidas for the past couple of years. Um, it's just I don't know it's just it's just a perfect jersey, like or near perfect, I guess, like. When you think Oilers, you don't think that orange jersey. You don't think the the, the the 2000s Navy and Copper jersey. You think the Royal Blue and the orange jersey. And I think it's one of the best jerseys in the league. That's why I have it at five. And, yeah, that's to Harrison to uh, continue that narrative.
3: Exactly. I got mine at five as well. It's so perfect. I'm so glad they changed it from that orange. Like the orange that they had from their 2017 playoff run, the Orange crust jerseys. That was mm-hmm. the perfect orange, but then when they switched to Adidas, that orange just—it was—I did not like that orange at all. It was kind of gross. I can't even lie. It's like the reminds me of when the Preds changed Marie Block to Adidas as well, and their yellow got kind of screwed up, and I, I haven't really liked it since. But yeah, Oilers are number five for me.
1: I agree. I agree. Okay, so number four, I have the Montreal Canadiens for obvious reasons. Big Montreal canadians fan but the the jersey hasn't changed over the years it it's just um again an icon of the league really um so i have the canadians at five or at four sorry
0: classic jersey original 16 nothing wrong with that um and my number four i have the jersey that has grown on me by far the most uh the arizona coyotes um when they first went back to the Kachina, I actually did prefer their old kind of maroon with the old logo jersey a little bit more. But as time went on, this jersey just I just liked it more and more and I didn't used to like the Kachina logo, but again, grow it grew on me and it just has such a unique design at the bottom and on the sleeves. Um and the black with the, the green on the shoulders and then the hint of the of uh, the burgundy striping. It just it's just it's just so unique, but it's unique in a really good way, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my number four.
3: Okay, it's funny enough, my number <laughs> four is also the Arizona Coyotes. And once again, you pretty much said it all. But yeah, the Kachina, obviously, I when they first changed, I didn't really notice the change. They kind of brought it out of nowhere, and I was like, damn, okay. And I also like the other one, but it's definitely growing on me now. Now that they implemented the away jerseys too, it's just... It's really nice. The colors go so well. It just represents Arizona. Awesome. I it's perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Alex. Cool. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, one that's last awesome. time. At number three, I have the Arizona Coyotes. For no, you guessed it, the exact same reason. <laughs> um, that is, it's just such a nice jersey. Um, you can't. I don't know. You can't really hate that jersey. I think, but um, yeah, that's my number three as well.
0: Yeah, Um, Arizona. We all love the jerseys, and my number three is the New York Rangers. Um, again, original six team. I think the blue with the white and red striping, and then the diagonal Rangers font across the front. It's just it's like it's iconic. And the reason I have it a little bit higher than the Blackhawks is I think blue. I, I just like blue a little bit more than red, but um still, all the jerseys in the top ten that we have are just phenomenal, and they look really nice on the ice, and yeah, the Rangers in the Big Apple, with one of the nicest jerseys in the league, is my number three.
2: I like that pick.
3: And for my number three, I'm taking Alex. <clears throat> Alex's favorite team. I've got the Habs coming in at three. Their color is so good, their logo. Some people might say it looks like a oiled seat but it's so iconic mm-hmm. the, it's got hidden meaning meanings in it too which is it's just perfect and the, the colors it's, they've had it forever and that never needs to change hopefully fanatics yeah. doesn't set up so <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's my number three so clean so clean okay so
1: number two i have the edmonton oilers for pretty much the same reasons Jason Harrison have them. I think the royal blue is, it's gorgeous. Um, I don't really know why they would have ever switched to the orange um, that uh, Adidas manufactured just because it just looks so much worse. Um, And when they brought it back as an alternate for the 2018 season, I think it was, um, that made a lot of fans really happy. So I'm glad that they, they brought it back and the players obviously wanted it too. You heard it straight from McDavid and and co. So uh, that is my number two.
0: Yeah, love the, obviously we all love those jerseys. Uh, my number two is the Boston Bruins. Um, I have them way higher than you guys. Harrison has them at eight, and Alex doesn't even have them on the list. But I think out of all the original six teams, I think Boston's is the nicest. Um, Detroit's and Toronto's are – Okay, but they just seem a little like little too simple. They don't have enough striping or whatever. It's just one color. I think Boston's is perfect. It's black jersey with yellow striping, yellow on the shoulders, and then a white stripe in between the yellow. And the obviously the logo is a black bee with um, the yellow spokes and then um, the white in the negative space. And I just think the way that the logo fits the jersey is like perfectly designed like black as a main color yellow as a secondary and then white as kind of the highlight like the third color it's just it just looks so appealing to me to the eye um yeah they're my number two and they'll pass it to Harrison for
2: his number two
3: yeah for my number two I'm taking you got both your guys's I won't spoil it even though it's gonna spoil it anyways but it's your guys's number ones. it's My number two is the Minnesota wild. It's yeah. I don't know. Their logo is perfect. It's perfect. It's the best logo in hockey. In my opinion, it represents the state of Minnesota so well. It's color green. Just is perfect for Minnesota. And that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Cause I don't want to take away too much of the the talking (laughs) to let you guys talk about it too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So obviously my number one is the Minnesota wild. Um, the jersey, like I said about the avalanche, it just flows so nice. The green is – it's a perfect green. Uh, the logo has so many hidden things in it, hidden gems. Um The longer you look at it, the more things you find. So um just a gorgeous jersey. So, Jace, do you want to add to that, I guess?
0: Yeah, they're also my number one. Um, I just love the – like – the Adidas, the new Adidas style. They had the old style. They kind of had. They went through a red phase and a different green phase with kind of like a circular logo. But I just think the this is the by far the best jerseys they've ever had. Um, the green jersey with the kind of the beigeish white stripe in the middle with the logo. I think is so clean. And again, like they said, the logo is amazing. I, it's actually so good. I didn't even realize that it was a bear head until like. Years after I started (laughs) following hockey, like I was like 11 or 12, and I always thought it was just like some forest, but then I was like, Oh my god, it's actually a bear head, like that's that's so cool, or whatever. And I got that red stripe, um, in the middle to highlight the red in the logo, and yeah, I just think the jersey's just phenomenal, it's my favorite one in the league. But uh, yeah, I'll pass to Harrison for his number one, yeah, to finish it
2: off,
3: maybe. Surprise to some people, but I've got the New York Rangers. That one, I just love the way blue and red go together. They don't really have a logo on their jerseys; just Rangers across diagonally. I just think it looks so good. And yeah, I guess not when they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, though, because they like to put they actually had to put their Cup Final patch on their shoulders, which was kind of silly. But yeah, that's my number one.
0: Cool. Good choices. Yeah. You know, all agreed on a lot of them, not everything, but. pretty um, similar. Yeah. Uh, got anything else, any questions about anyone else's list, why they did or didn't have teams on where they did or.
3: Why don't you guys have the Nashville Predators? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Widely regarded as the worst jersey in the league. But I don't know. I, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. I don't know. I would Definitely. have the Ducks. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Ducks is by far the worst in the league. Um For
3: colors. I don't know. The
1: logo too, I just Yeah. Nothing about the Ducks jersey appeals to me. Me neither. Um But no, I don't I don't think I have any like real questions. I think they're all pretty much all our lists are fairly similar aside from a couple, so I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm all right with that. I got
2: I got one question.
0: Oh. Where's the Bruins jersey, Alex?
1: You know, I could not. I just couldn't put it over any of the other jerseys, in my opinion. Um, the Kraken, it just hardly beats it out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about the Bruins jersey, but it just doesn't appeal to me as much as the other ones, I guess. That's the best
2: answer I have for you.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. It kind of saves the Canadians with me. They would be just outside my top 10. Um, Mm -hmm. The one thing with them that obviously it's an all-time classic jersey. I'm just not a huge fan of how the stripe goes through the middle of the jersey with the logo. Like Obviously the Wild do that same thing and they're my number one, but I just think it doesn't work as well on Montreal. I feel like if they didn't have that stripe in the middle and they just had the logo, and then a stripe at the bottom of the jersey, like Boston has or whatever, I think that would look a little better. But still, they're not a bad jersey. They just not in my top ten.
2: Mm.
1: That'd be so weird seeing the logo just so plain
3: out there. I don't know. Yeah, That's I can't interesting picture though. without it. Yeah, it's, yeah yeah. What do you guys think the uh? the Leafs and the Red Wings have to do to be able to get into the top 10. They're they're too plain for me. A full rehaul,
1: honestly. Um, Detroit's are honestly, I think they're widely regarded as one of the worst jerseys in the league, too, especially off their reverse retro a couple seasons back. That was Mm -hmm. awful. Um, And then the Leafs is just, they're in the same boat. They just, they don't have enough going on to be a top 10 jersey, or they don't look nice enough, I guess.
2: That's how I would look at it.
3: Yeah. What about Vegas? <sighs> the new gold and the helmets.
1: I don't know. Like the gold is nice. I think it's better than their just their gray ones, which you guys may not agree with that, but um I don't know. I was kinda of surprised that they they said, you know, the gold jerseys are gonna be the the home mm-hmm. jerseys. That was pretty shocking, but oh wow. It's so Vegas, I guess. Oh 100 yeah. percent Yeah. Cool. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Unless you guys have anything more to add.
3: I think that's I all know. for me. I'm, yeah. I'm with you I'm guys?
0: Good. Cool.
1: All right. Yep. Well, I think that's gonna be it for this week. So thank you guys all for tuning into the podcast. Uh Make sure you watch the big games we highlighted this week. We've got some amazing matchups coming down, playoff time here. So um, we will be back next Friday for another episode of the Blue Line Breakdown. And thank you for tuning in.
2: Peace out. Yep. See you guys.